Hey, it's Michael, and this is the Kintsugi Podcast. I'll be back in a minute with this week's conversation about resilience. But first, if you wish to create a better life and have a better career, then please visit michaelobrienshift.com and download your free workbook on how to create a better life. In it, you'll discover ways to find more energy for the things and the people who matter most to you so you can create a better tomorrow. Hey there, my fellow like-hearted humans. It's Michael, and this is the Kintsugi Podcast. This week, I have one of our shorter episodes for you called Open Awareness, where I share stories from my bike ride across America, along with my wife who drove our RV called Maisie and her two furry co-pilots, Jester and Hope. And today, I want to take you to your own private Idaho. Yes, you can queue up the B-52s if you'd like. My route would take me to Whitebird, Idaho, and then up to Kuskia, and then 99 beautiful winding miles up to Lolo Pass and the border between Idaho and Montana. That road was exceptional. But first, I was traveling towards Riggins, Idaho, on the Salmon River. But before I got there, something crazy happened. I'm an animal lover, so this is a warning for all animal lovers out there. There I was, cycling in Idaho, having a really good day doing my best Forrest Gump, thinking about all the different ways you can have potato. Mashed potato, French fried potato, sweet potato. I think you get my drift. And then all of a sudden, this orange streak came right at me. It was a bird. It kamikazed right into my helmet and nearly knocked me off my bike. At first, I had no idea what happened, and I was a little worried I would have a concussion. Luckily, I did not. But I can't say the bird was in the best health. It died. It was crazy. So I stopped to do a little ceremony, pay my respects to the bird, and I continued on to Riggins, Idaho, which sits on the Salmon River, and to pull one from Seinfeld, the river that day, my friends, was busy. People were whitewater rafting, anglers were fishing for, you guessed it, salmon. It's the Salmon River. And I get to Riggins. And then I cycle past a motel. Motel, hotel, Holiday Inn. Well, this was a motel. The Salmon River Motel. And the sign out front said, we love God, guns, 
freedom and our neighbors. And then down below, it read Wi-Fi, laundry, ESPN. Now, we'll get into this sign. But if I'm one of their neighbors, I got a beef being number four. Just saying. And I have to acknowledge, we like some Wi-Fi, including me. Now, when I first saw the sign, my initial reaction was, oh, they root for that team. To be honest, I wasn't really surprised by the sign. It would be like a Boston Red Sox fan traveling to New York City, expecting to see other Red Sox fans. It doesn't happen. Idaho is one of the reddest states in the country. But here's the thing. This is what I was doing. I was othering them. And I didn't even know them. Just based on a sign. And here's the thing, we do this all the time. In this country, we have a rich history of othering. Going back to how this country was formed with the indigenous people and how we other them even today. Or with blacks in our history with slavery or with women or my Irish ancestors, how we othered immigrants throughout the 1800s and 1900s. And to this day, we do a lot of othering in this country. We judge before we get to know someone. Here's the thing I discovered as I rode across the country. And I rode through parts of the country that see the world much differently than I do because they have a different belief system, or different lived experiences. What I discovered is that we still have so much more in common. And we limit ourselves when we only look at each other through the lens of politics. I'm not breaking any news here. Politics in this country are breaking us apart. We're a country in the need of healing. We have to find a way to come back together. And all the othering we do isn't helping. That is no way to help each other heal. And if we go back to the sign, there's things that we can agree on. Putting God first, all right. We can be on the same page. Although, I like to think a little bit more expansively, thinking about the grand barista that fills up your mug, Mother Earth, the universe, and God. But God first? All right, we got to start. Now, guns going second, here's where I have maybe a different perspective, especially if I'm one of their neighbors. But I married into a family of hunters and anglers, and I believe in the Second Amendment, I just want us as a country to have better gun safety, and I don't think we need so many guns. 
And many responsible gun owners feel the same way. So we might actually agree on that one. And freedom, yeah, I'm down for freedom. Freedom across many domains. Freedom to own your gun. Freedom for reproductive choice. Freedom to pray to whomever you pray to. Vote in the way you wish. Love who you wish to love. Yeah, I believe in freedom across the board. So we agree there. And our neighbors, sure, I love my neighbors. I even love ESPN, Wi-Fi, and laundry. Plus, I dug a little deeper and discovered their motel is pet-friendly. They like to pause, P-A-W-S, breathe, reflect. Okay, they might not do that, but they like pause. And I like pause. We're a fur baby house. And we love motels and hotels that allow us to bring our fur babies with us. So right there, we know we have something in common. I do believe, actually, scratch that, I know, we have more in common than what divides us. We just have to put in the work because it's lazy to look at the tip of the iceberg in each other and judge each other, other each other. And if we only view each other through the lens of politics, we will always be divided. We won't come back together in the way that we can and see the humanity in each of us and begin a conversation that can lead to us doing things that can make for a better tomorrow, not only for us, but future generations. And yes, with any topic, those that sit on the edges, those folks are probably more difficult to collaborate with, to see a different perspective. So my recommendation isn't to spend a lot of energy trying to convince them they're wrong and I have the right perspective. I'd rather start in the middle because in the middle, I'm pretty confident we have more in common and we can create critical mass so we can move things along. So let's take a pause. And when I come back, I'll share different ways we can start coming back together. And I will also share my thoughts about the upcoming election. All right, let's take a break. Take a full breath in and a slow releasing breath out. And relax the body as you soak up our conversation. Ah, I hope that felt good. Okay, now that we're a little bit more relaxed, can we be real? I think our morning routines, well, they've gotten a little out of control. You might not have time in the morning to meditate because you're busy doing other things like trying to get to work or getting the kids off to school. And this is where my app, Pause, Breathe, Reflect, comes in because I built it for busy people. 
with a whole bunch of shorter practices. So if you don't have 10 minutes in the morning to meditate, cool beans. You're human after all. But I bet you have five times throughout the day when you have two minutes to practice and let go of stress and bring mindfulness to your everyday moments. So today, download Pause, Breathe, Reflect for free and begin to stress less, sleep better, and join a community of like-hearted humans rippling something worth rippling into the world. All right, let's go back to our conversation and celebrate the Kintsugi within us all. All right, now what do we do, Michael? How do we come together? It's a great question. And I don't have all the answers. And you probably don't as well. But together, I think we can take some action that can help us heal, help us come back together. I know this, and I think you know this as well. How we've been doing it ain't working. This run to our corners and turn up the volume and just listen to the perspective that we want to listen to and believe the other guy is wrong or stupid or whatever, that ain't working. That dog don't hunt. So there's something called motivational interviewing. The foundation of it is curiosity. In the spirit of Walt Whitman, be curious, not judgmental. Now, if you don't use it wisely, it can feel like you're manipulating the other person. But when you sit truly with curiosity, you can begin to see how someone else sees the world. And it might help them open up to how we see the world. Then a seed is planted, which can blossom into trust. And when we have trust, we can feel safe. And when we feel safe, we can feel like we belong. And feeling like you belong doesn't mean that everyone is like-minded, that everyone has the same perspective. I'm so tired of people talking about how they want to be with like-minded people. That is one of the reasons why we are in this mess. We need to focus in on like-heartedness coming from a good place in our heart and being open to different mindedness. So it starts with curiosity. The next thing we can do, and I referenced it earlier, find something else to start the relationship with. It might be sports. It could be clean laundry. It could be the love of Wi-Fi. Anything, anything that's different than politics as a way to build trust. And building trust isn't some hack or quick fix. It takes time. It takes effort. But I believe, especially after riding across the country, this country is worth fighting for. It's worth putting in the work, work that has no end, work that won't be done by the time I pass away and you pass away, but it's needed. Another thing we can do is lead with compassion. 
empathy had its heyday during the pandemic, but I think it's led to a lot of burnout. Because with empathy, we go down in the hole with people and we take on their energy. Compassion is, I see you and I'm here to support you. You know this. This country is hurting. We're dealing with a whole bunch of a whole bunch. I rode through forgotten towns, towns trying to reimagine themselves, towns where the factories have disappeared, towns that are thriving. We are dealing with a huge problem with income inequality, the haves and the have-nots, that gap has widened and it's causing a lot of pain. And we're not dealing with our pain in a healthy way. We're ignoring it, we're pushing it away, we're trying to numb it. There's a reason why the suicide rate is increasing. There isn't a demographic who isn't hurting. We're all feeling the pain of life today. This is urgent. We need to find a way to come together because where we're going is nowhere healthy. It's not good for this country or our standing in the world. I'm recording this on January 6th. So I'd like to share a few words about the upcoming election before we wrap up. When I watched what was happening on January 6th, three years ago, I was in disbelief. Capitol Hill was my first territory as a sales rep when I came out of college. The people who stormed the Capitol that day were wrong. And I also think they're hurting. And they should be held responsible for what they did because they helped further divide this country. And deep down inside, I don't think they're bad people. My guess is they have some healing to do. And until they heal, they probably won't be able to hear a different perspective. The decade before I became a level-headed, calm, clear-skinned teenager, all lies, of course, was known as the 1970s. I didn't think it was the best decade. Of course, it did give us disco and Farrah Fawcett. Thump, 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 thump. But what I remember most was waiting in line for gas. We had the hostage crisis. The economy wasn't great. My dad lost his job. I saw him cry for the first time. We had to go down to the unemployment office with him to collect his check. It wasn't a good time. And here I am, 10 years old, 11, 12. I was a tweener. I didn't know anything about politics except what they taught you in social studies. But the sense I got, no one really liked Jimmy Carter. Now, he's turned out to be one great human after his presidency. But during his presidency, I think a lot of people thought he was weak. So when Ronald Reagan came to the national stage, there was energy. He seemed strong. And he was going to put the U.S. back on the map. And we were clear in who our enemy was, the Soviet Union. And we started to feel better about the country. And we crushed it at the L.A. Olympics. Things were happening. 
When it became 1988, that was the first election where I could vote for the presidency. And it was George Bush versus Michael Dukakis. And neither of them really lit my pilot light on. So I didn't vote. So my voting record is this. Sometimes I voted. Sometimes I didn't. Sometimes I voted for independents. Sometimes I voted for a Republican or two. And many times I voted for Democrats because I come from a Democrat family. So I get it when people look at what will most likely be the race, Trump versus Biden, and they're not that excited about it. I get it. I wasn't that excited about Bush versus Dukakis, but the stakes in this election are so much bigger than the stakes in that election. This election is the biggest one in my lifetime. It's about our future. It's about whether or not we want to heal or are we gonna keep on dividing each other? The stakes are huge. And again, you might not be crazy about your choices, but there's a clear difference One candidate wants to bring us together and another candidate wants to take over full power. This election is about the future of our country. So we can do all the different things that we want to do individually to see the humanity in each other. But one of the best things we can do to help our country heal is to go out and vote and vote for leaders who want to help bring this country together so we can go forward together. Here's the thing. Mindfulness isn't all about chilling out, disengaging. It's not soft. It's tough. It's hard. Mindfulness has so many benefits, including helping us expand our awareness, helping us have greater emotional range. So when we feel an emotion... We don't get owned by it. It doesn't get us all wrapped around the axle. And we can use the energy to do something positive, like put a beautiful ripple into the world. So when we feel anger, we don't get owned by the anger. We use the energy of anger to do something. And I know there's a lot of angry people out there on both sides throughout the country. And there's a quote I like. Anger is when pain makes a public appearance. Again, we're hurting. Heck, I'm angry. I'm irritated that we're even in this position. It's such a waste of energy. It's such a shame. There are so many big things we get to do as a generation, and we're not doing them because we're bickering and fighting each other. We're voting for people that want to divide us, and we're not voting for enough people that want to bring us together. Those leaders are making it about them and not about us. So am I pissed off about that? Yes, I am. But I'm not going to sit in the anger. I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to get out and vote, and I'm going to get active, and I'm going to try to spread a message of peace and love and kindness, and action, and all that jazz through Pause, Breathe, Reflect, and this podcast. And I hope you'll join me. Because we need everyone involved. 
So this election isn't about one party over another, or right now, what it seems like, two guys. It's about the future of our country. That's what we're talking about. And it takes mindfulness to be able to hear and see and appreciate each other. This country is too great. I've seen too much of it. I've met too many people. It's worth fighting for. It's not worth dividing. And when we come together to see the humanity in each of us and vote for leaders who are like-hearted and are open to different perspectives, that want to make us better, not bitter, that's how we create a better tomorrow for all of us, not just some of us. That's how we put a beautiful ripple into the world because our Kintsugi spirit is about helping us all connect, not just some of us. So regardless of where you live, how much money you make, who you love, who you pray to, if you pray, the color of your skin or who you vote for, this is your brave space. This is the space where you can ripple something worth rippling out into the world. And I know I said up front that these open awareness segments are generally shorter, which they are, but this topic is too dang important. So is our country. So is your future. So thanks for sticking with me on this one. And I hope you'll check out our meditation on Friday.